to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and what's up, y'all? So, what have I been doing this week? Um, I was on vacation from work, which was amazing. I literally had two designated days that was completely lazy days where I sat and did pretty much absolutely nothing. Um, let's see. I prepared for Verbal Consent podcast, which will be um launching today when you listen to this it will be a new episode of that podcast so pop over there and uh take a listen um and so yeah so i read a lot i played a lot of video games uh mainly read a lot laid around a lot and uh it was cool it was needed so i feel a little recharged coming going back to work uh on monday and yeah that was it So let's just roll into uh, Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I have a quote. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. I thought that was important. I like that uh, quote that was from Socrates. Uh, I thought it was important because right now going into the new year, we usually are trying to work on changing something about ourselves. We should be growing and changing every day every year so um yeah uh basically just saying don't fight the old just you know try to develop the new and keep pressing with that all right so for my black excellence today um i wanted to remember cicely tyson uh i was actually in the middle of a book club meeting when um i saw popping over my screen that she had passed away um that one this one actually uh it, it really does stick with me because I'm a big fan of Cicely Tyson. I love Cicely Tyson, and she's one of our black legends. Um, What was crazy was that on Tuesday, I pre-ordered her. um, Last Tuesday, I pre-ordered her memoir, which I've been enjoying all week while I've been on vacation. I'm pretty much halfway done with it, and it's it's amazing. Uh, I listened to it yesterday um, and some this morning before I started recording, and I wanted to get the audio book. because I wanted to hear Viola Davis. She did the um, the Ford, and then uh, Cicely Tyson. She reads some parts in the book, but um, it, the book is amazing, though. And um, I'm so thankful that she shared uh, her story with us. And then you know she passed um, three days later, but at 96. And so. What I thought was beautiful is that with certain legends, you know, you you never think that they're going to leave us. But with her is that I'm glad that she received her flowers while she was still here to receive them. Um, I mean, I think every time you saw her, you saw that she was regarded with such respect. Um, She always led with so much grace and she was so regal and beautiful. Um, And so I think it was beautiful to see that she was celebrated in life. So not just, you know, in the afterlife. And so, um, you know, I do want to, you know, give my condolences and just, and also just, um, say that, you know, I'm thankful to see, uh, to have a Cicely Tyson, um, you know, in our lives, you know, being able to see her grace of stage, being able to see, um, a dark skinned woman be on, be on the screen, um, uh, with such beauty. I think that's so important. It's important for all of us. Um, and especially important for our kids going up, growing up. So, um, so yeah, so I wanted to, uh, make Cicely Tyson, um, uh, my black excellence and, um, you know, this loss definitely is something that it, it hurts for sure, 
for sure. Um, I actually had signed up for her Barnes and Noble, um, interview, uh, that was going to be tonight with Tyler Perry. Um, and so I definitely was looking forward to that to discuss her memoir, but either way, she was definitely a legend. So I would definitely wanted to, um, speak on that. All right. So let's just go into some hot topics. I don't have many hot topics this week, so we should probably get through these pretty quickly. So it was one hot topic that I saw that I thought was absolutely crazy. So in Louisiana, in the Louisiana cemetery, they declined to bury a black deputy due to a whites only policy. So this is what's crazy to me. It's crazy that people have whites only policies in 2021. And then, uh, so when they, so then the other thing that confused me was when they saw the mistake, they immediately apologized and was like that they were going to, uh, they went to the board or something like, and they were going to try to update it. But is that really a conversation that you have to have in front of a board to fix? I mean, we, we do live where we don't have, um, segregation laws. So that was confusing to me. And, um, and if I was that, uh, that family, I wouldn't want him buried. I wouldn't want my loved one buried there anyway, that you even have something like that in 2021. I would be afraid that you, somebody will come and do something to my family member's body or something. Like, I don't know. I just found that to be really weird. So yeah, so they, so they are, I guess, taking it out of their contracts. I just thought that was bizarre when I saw that. Uh, let's see. I have just a little bit of, celebrity news and i think that's i think that's all that i have for hot topics so uh, i don't know where to start another disturbing thing that i saw okay so these are just accusations i want to just make sure i say that and not saying that these are something that's um even been brought against them but i don't know if you guys saw the whole thing going on with ti and tiny um basically it was a woman that spoke out i think her name was sabrina i don't have the article in front of me i should but i don't and she basically was saying that she was having um it's been moments that she, I guess she had sexual, uh, involvement, involvements with, um, T.I. and Tiny. Um, they threatened her, uh, were physical with her. And then I think she had like put up, uh, I guess she was saying like, you know, I guess hit her up if you have like any stories and things like that. Well, since then it's been like 15 women that's come forward saying that like they were drugged and that, you know, they do have stories in regards to them, um, where they've been threatened physically uh, by T.I. and Tiny, um, that they're usually always together. It, it was really disturbing. I mean, I read the article and then I read some of the women's stories. It was very disturbing uh, when I read it. And like I said, again, these are just accusations. Um, this is not something that they've been charged with or anything. Of course, T.I. Uh, came back out and and just said that, you know, he denies it and said that this is something that, you know, didn't happen and things like that. Y'all know how I feel about situations like this. I mean, this is a lot of women, a lot of accusations towards them. Usually when the smoke is fire, I don't, I don't know if any of this is true. You know, obviously none of us know, uh, but usually when there's smoke, there's usually fire. And the fact that the women were like, that they don't want to, somebody, these is it's anonymous. So these women are writing in anonymous and, you know, they seem very afraid and they didn't want their identity being said. And some of them were embarrassed. What I noticed was that it pretty much was kind of a common theme of they were being threatened. Either it was uh, like one lady said that like they knew that she was uh, undocumented and they basically threatened to call immigration on her if she ever said anything. And I think when you make threats like that in general, 
when people, I hate, that's why I always hate when people say, well, why didn't somebody say anything? When people make threats like that and you really think that something like that could happen, you probably wouldn't say anything. So, and if somebody's threatening you with a gun or something like that, you probably wouldn't say anything. And then if something happens to you where, you know, you've been drugged and you wake up and, you know, you've been raped or something like that, most times you're, you're embarrassed, you're afraid. So I never judge people when people don't initially speak out because you don't know the reason why they don't initially speak out. And it's a lot of reasons as to why women might not speak out if they were um, sexually abused or assaulted in some kind of way. I mean, the, the story is disturbing. You know, I found it to be very disturbing. And like I said, you know, these are just accusations. I don't know where this is going to go, but this is what's developing right now and what's going on right now. So um, I also still staying in celebrity news. I did get a back, the backdrop of what happened at the verses. Remember last week I was telling y'all how disappointed I was from the verses and it was really weird and kind of like, it seemed like it was just some underlying shit that we were just missing. Like Keisha Cole was completely off putting to me. Um, okay. So I watched interviews all this week with Ashanti and, uh, I didn't watch Keisha Cole one, but I did watch a few with Ashanti and basically, which made it even more kind of, disappointing was the standpoint of the verses was actually in their homes. So the verses people came and set up their verses. Okay. That's what made it even more kind of like whack on, um, Keisha Cole part because she said she had technical difficulties and that's why she didn't want to come out because her stuff wasn't set up right. And that part I do actually understand. Like I actually get that you might not want to come out because you know, they're not putting you in the best possible light. Right. But I feel like you could have came out, while people were waiting and just been like, y'all, I'm coming, you know what I'm saying? I'm letting y'all know I'm here. I'm just trying to just, you know, get my shit straight for y'all. I think people would have understood that, understood that more than just not coming out at all, you know, and just letting people wait. Cause like, I didn't even, I thought they were coming somewhere. Then she kept getting up multiple times. I mean, either way, it was kind of like, mm, I don't know. It could have been, maybe she was a little rattled because things weren't really the way that she wanted. I don't really know, but, um, let's see what else happened. Uh, but that was the main thing of why she was late was that Ashanti basically was like that there was no beef. There was no, there was no nothing. It was just a few like misunderstandings, I guess, you know, I guess between the two, as far as like some of the songs that was being played. Um, yeah. So it, it was, um, I think it's better when, see, I don't know if I can say that though. I was going to say, I think it's better when they're in the same room. But Jill Scott and and, uh, and Erica Badu wasn't in the same room, and that shit was a complete fucking vibe. It was a complete vibe. But th- I think this one was for me. It was very disappointing, considering we all waited um, forever for this, and you know what? Th- this is the third time, and um, it was just yeah, it was kind of wackadoodle. But so, have y'all been seeing the stuff going on with Danny Lee? Um, just the backdrop. So Danny Lee, she dates the baby, the baby I've talked about a few times on the show. Uh, let's see. So the first thing that started with them was that what made, well, the first thing with Danny Lee and the baby, I never talked about it on here, but the baby was dating her while he was still with his, with the mother of his children. So then he ultimately broke up with the mother of his children to be with Danny Lee, supposedly, um, cause I feel like he probably still messing with his baby mother. Who knows? But they were they were at a time messing. And he was messing with both of them at the same time for sure. It was some overlap there. Okay, so it, they sometimes go back and forth or whatever. It's been like drama. 
So Danny Lee comes out with a song called Yellow Bone. She was about to come out with a song. I'm not sure if she's going to release it now because it's getting so much backlash. But she came out with a song called Yellow Bone. And basically in the song, she's basically saying, you know, basically how he wants that yellow bone, um, all this, right? Well, of course, people were like, what the fuck? Like, why would you come out with a song like that? And it immediately felt like that she was coming for the baby's baby mother because I hate saying baby mother, the baby's mother of, her, of his kids because, um, yeah, because she's a, you know, brown skin, dark skin woman. And, um, so, you know, people were like, what the fuck? You know, it was pretty, this is pretty tragic, right? So they accused her of colorism and, uh, okay. So that's where we are. They accused her of colorism due to this song. So I'm about to play you her second apology. Her first apology, well, I wouldn't even call it apology. Her first statement, this is the thing that I tell everybody. People really need to invest in public relations um, because I don't know who the hell is her people and who's been working with her, but um, it was tragic from the standpoint of like, I don't understand why somebody didn't say, hey girl, this might not be a good thing to go out there and say this because when she first went out there, um, she basically was like, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, you have people that talk, that make songs about brown skinned girls. So why can't, you know, um, lighter skinned women make songs in celebration of them? You know, basically y'all are tripping. Okay. So when she said that people really was like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, why would you say that? Because basically from their standpoint is colorism is something that's very live and present. I had an episode about it. I plan to revisit that, you know, um, Blacks come in every shades and I think every shade is, is beautiful. But you know, a lot of times you see the darker skinned women might not get the same opportunities as the lighter skinned women. You might see that they're talked about and treated poorly. You know, I even saw that growing up, you know, in schools, you know, how darker skinned people were treated. And so, yeah, colorism is a thing and it's important to address because a lot of people are affected by it. They're affected by people, how people treat them. Right. So then she comes back a few days later, I guess, after she was drugged. And then she issues this apology. I'm going to play it for you. So let me pull it up. So what's going on with me right now? Um, I think it's super important because I definitely feel super misunderstood. And, you know, my son, Yellow Bone, is what he wants. Um, I think people twist it into thinking, like, I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. Like, that was never my intention. I wasn't brought up like that. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than somebody because of my skin tone. Nah, like, I see brown skin women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Like, why can't I talk about mine? If you look at me, I'm light skin. I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. So it's like, it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply, which I can see why people will take it deeply. So I understand and I'm sorry that I wasn't sensitive to the topic when I wrote my comment, like, why are you guys taking it so personal? Because it can be a personal thing to just wanting to it so personal because it can be a personal thing to certain people because colorism is a real thing. So I do get it, but I'm not that <laughs> I'm not a colorist. I'm not a racist. I date a whole chocolate man. I have beautiful dark skin friends like and skin isn't something I even see. Like, it's not something that I look at, like, you know, so. Yeah, I don't live for the internet. I just, because people don't know me. So that's why I thought it was important to speak on it because because you don't know me. It's like, 
let me tell you guys what I meant by this. So hopefully you guys can watch this with a open heart, a genuine mind, and just, you know, try to get past it. I'm sorry. Again, if I offended people who are truly offended, I'm sorry. And yeah, I'm going to just keep grinding, keep doing me. Okay. So this was the thing. When I, when I saw the apology, I was like, okay. What was weird about it was that she came out with these braids. I don't know. I thought the whole thing was kind of tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, I, she did apologize. I'm not even sure how the apology is going over. I think people are still just like, okay, girl, whatever. But I don't know. I, I think I think people should be more mindful on the things that they say and kind of like things they do. She said that it wasn't um, in response to the baby's uh, m- mother of, of his kids. I, I do think it was actually. And what's unfortunate is that, you know, the baby has the opportunity to be like, listen, y'all need to stop this shit, right? He has the opportunity to say that and, and re- the responsibility of that too, right? He has, you know, dark-skinned children. Yeah, I, I, I would have just, even even if she didn't mean it that way, I would have still just been like, nah, I don't think that's the move right now. Considering like, you know, they kind of have a lot of drama surrounding their relationship. That's, that's Mika's opinion. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about was, so last night y'all, I stayed up for four hours and watched the entire Wendy Williams movie slash documentary. Okay. So I have a few thoughts about it. I will say the actress that played Wendy Williams in the movie she actually did a phenomenal job. She was great. She walked like her, stood like her, talked like her. I I definitely think that she did an amazing job. I will say the movie to me, it wasn't a bad movie, but it was just kind of like, okay, like I pretty much felt like you can tell that Wendy Williams very much had was hands on with the project. I mean, it pretty much just was an ode to Wendy Williams. That's how I felt. So maybe that's how they're supposed to be, I guess. But I mean, she gave you her truth. She gave you like the the drugs and all that and a lot of stuff. But I don't know. I felt like um, the movie was okay. So when I finished the movie, I was like, well, let me just watch the documentary. To me, the documentary that, you know, was with Winnie Williams and, you know, just other people interviewed. I, I found the documentary to be absolutely phenomenal. If you didn't watch the documentary, like if you just watched the movie and stopped, you definitely need to go back on demand and watch the documentary. The documentary to me was 20 times better than the movie. You didn't even need the movie, in my opinion. You could have just played a documentary. I will say that Wendy was really raw, right? And and I like to see people that show emotion. Um, I like to see when people give their honesty but with her, I was like, man, I, I felt really bad for her a lot of times in that documentary. And I really feel like that she didn't. Um, I just wondered, does she talk to anybody? And it's funny because everybody always like, Mika, you're always telling somebody you need to go to therapy. But really, like the main thing that she said over and over was that was how she had no one to talk to. She had no one to call. So when she was going through all these things, like with her husband and all this stuff, she felt she had absolutely no one. I mean, that, that's a big burden. And one time she said that, you know, she's found out all this stuff and she had to go out there and put on a face and she had to be happy in front of the cameras and she had to be a mom to her son, but her whole world and all around her was, was falling and collapsing and she has a broken heart 
and she still couldn't even show that and she had nobody to talk to about that and I was like damn I mean that was just that was heartbreaking it really was and I mean for him to be out spending her money on this woman on this other woman him him speaking of her Kevin Kevin her husband and he basically was just showing how he had a um affair you know what was crazy was what made the documentary good she actually showed the videos that she had a private investigator and he she actually showed the videos of like him with the private like him with the woman videos all that it's crazy all of that though and so um she went through all of that and uh broke it down in the documentary so it was very raw um but she you know she cried a lot and you can tell she's still hurt by it so my suggestion and I don't know if she's seeing somebody or not like I definitely really think that she definitely needs to be talking to somebody if she's not talking to somebody because that's a lot of fucking hurt and I don't think that if he didn't get if he didn't get Sharina pregnant Kevin I'm talking about I definitely don't think that Winnie Williams would have left and uh I definitely think that she wanted to still be married because she even said in the documentary I was still in love with him so I think she very much did not want to leave her husband and unfortunately she was you know she had to make that decision because it just became entirely too much and the level of disrespect became entirely too much so I was like wow I I I, I didn't have an issue with Winnie Williams like I mean you know Winnie Williams always talking about somebody but that's her that's her job you know that's what she does I think it's funny half the time you know that's just what Winnie Williams does but I never had an issue with her but after watching this documentary I definitely have a huge level of respect for her like a huge level also I will say too I didn't remember what Winnie Williams looked like when she was younger um probably because I was younger so I didn't remember what she looked like and you know she really didn't need to do anything to her face like chop and screw her face because she was a very beautiful woman and it's unfortunate sometimes that we feel that how we look or you know who we are it's not enough you know and I know people just want to get stuff done to themselves just because they want to get stuff done to themselves and I totally get that but she was a beautiful woman and she didn't really she didn't need to get anything done to her face or anything um I I don't know now she's gotten so much stuff done and I'm like she didn't need to get anything done in my opinion but that's just Mika's opinion so that's all I had today for the hot topic so let's just go into the um thought of the week um, for the thought of the week, I will be talking about self-awareness and accountability. So let's just get into the conversation. All right. So today for the thought of the week, I wanted to discuss self-awareness and accountability. Uh, I was sitting here thinking this week when I was going into my episode of, of how I really wanted to talk about this. And I was thinking that I haven't had a um, transparency episode in a long time, so where I'm just talking about my journey and just giving Amika moments. So I wanted to just talk about when I started to, when I realized that I lacked self-awareness and what it took for me to be better in that realm. And so, uh, yeah, so I want to talk about that. So when Leslie and I first started dating, I was... I was still in my twenties, but I had just come out of a relationship, um, about two years before, and I was engaged in that relationship. Uh, looking back on it, I was nowhere near, nowhere near ready to be, uh, married. 
um, by no means, but I was living on this clock where I felt like it was the right thing to do, even though um, looking back on it now, that person definitely wasn't the person that that I needed to be dating. Uh, they didn't. They just, I thought they were a good person, but they just wasn't the person for me for a lot of reasons. And mainly because I think sometimes we, when, when we love somebody, we try to make them into or mold them into what we want and that's just never going to work so I think I'd spend a lot of time doing that and that's not right to the person and it's not right in general so yeah so that so I had you know just a heard of that and so when I went came into the relationship with Leslie you know I was like I didn't want to fail at love I didn't want to fail again I felt like in in that in the relationship before um, when I look back on it and really just think about it, I used to always like blame her, like blame the other person, you know, and I used to never think it's me, you know, it's not me, it's you, right? And, and some instances, maybe it was the other person, but a lot of instances, you know, it probably was me, right? And those are things that I had to think about and take into consideration. So when I came into this relationship with, with Leslie, I knew that I didn't want to fail at love. So even though at the beginning I was failing at the relationship, for a lot of reasons I was failing. And so the main thing that I was failing at was that I definitely lacked self-awareness. And so in my mind, I felt like well, I'm doing all these things, you know, we're going on trips, I'm buying you things, you know, well, you need to be doing these things for me, like, you know, and all those things. And the reality is, though, we, we never really discussed like, our love languages until probably four years in, which was a mistake, because our love languages were very important, and which made me realize that, um, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, there there are some things that I'm probably doing wrong here because I literally had the mindset that I was, that I literally was loving everybody, you know, exactly the same. So every relationship I've pretty much been in, in my adult years, it pretty much was like, kind of like the same kind of relationship where, you know, I get upset. My mouth is reckless, you know, um, I'm probably not the nicest all the time. And another thing that I used to do, which is just tragic I think it's the worst when you apologize to somebody and you say, you know, well, I'm sorry if, you know, I'm sorry, but you pretty much made me do this, right? Or I'm sorry, but, you know, and you go into something else. Well, you, when you do that, you really didn't really apologize because once again, you're still trying to get your point across instead of taking accountability for, what this person is saying that you did to them. And that's something that I'm, that I'm very much a stickler to in present day. Like if somebody say that I hurt their feelings, even if it wasn't my intent to hurt their feelings, I have to stop what I'm doing. And I have to acknowledge that I might've done something to you that hurt your feelings. And I have to apologize for that. And that's it. And then later, if it comes back up, then I might get the opportunity to say, you know, I am truly sorry about that, but it really wasn't my intent to hurt your feelings. I was thinking like this, but that's later that you might can have a conversation if it's brought back up. But in that initial conversation, 
It should be you acknowledging the person and what they're saying to you. See, when a person lacks self-awareness, I feel like every conversation and it's, and it could be a simple conversation is going to be an argument because they're going to get defensive and they're going to instantly try to prove their point. That was me wholeheartedly. That was me. And so it took for us to go to therapy. Les and I was in therapy uh, for a long time, just trying to understand each other, you know, and, and understand what it is that we're having these hiccups with. Right. So what I realized was when it came to Leslie's love language, which is words affirmation, even though I wasn't, even though like I'm doing all these things great over here, you know, I wasn't really speaking to her love languages and I wasn't always nice. And, you know, she used to tell me, Mika, it's not what you're saying because what you're saying is right, but it's how you're saying it to me. And I never, I didn't understand that because I was like, well, I'm, I don't know how I'm saying it to you, but I mean, I'm, I'm, if I, I'm rude, you know, like I'm saying it rude or I'm raising my voice and people don't want to necessarily be treated like that. And then the thing is, is that even if you might be right in a situation, right? Like me telling her how I feel and, and telling her my, my opinion towards something. But if you nasty that up with raising your voice or being mean to them or being rude or not properly communicating, then everything that you were trying to say, which could be the right thing, is now muddled and fuzzed over because now you've kind of made it a situation. And on top of the fact that one, nobody deserves to be talked to crazy. And two, the fact that she told me that she didn't like it. And that's things that you have to take in consideration. What I love about therapy so much and what how it led to me to gain self-awareness. When you're like talking to a friend, and that's why I'm always like, I don't, you know, I don't always get advice from friends because when you're talking to friends, your friends are going to usually be like, you know, unless you have the friend that call you out, but for the most part, your friend is going to be in agree- agreement with you because they love you and they care about you and they understand your point, you know? So they're going to probably be in agreement with you. So when you're in therapy and you're in a room and therapy rooms are so fucking quiet, you know, therapy office to me is the quietest thing in the world. And so you're sitting in therapy and you're talking to your therapist and they don't have no, no dog in the fight. Right. And they're looking at you and they're asking you questions. And then when you're answering the question in silence and you actually hear yourself talk, like when I actually was hearing myself answer these questions and I was like, wow, like, you sound one, you sound crazy. And two, like you're not even making sense. That's when I started really realizing like, oh, okay. Like it's not, it can't be everybody else. Right. Um, it has to be something about you as well. And I'm not perfect and everybody's not perfect. And so you like, that's what helped me kind of just be like Mika, like, okay, you know, yeah, these things are happening to you, but why are they happening? You know, what are you doing to perpetuate this situation as to why that they're happening to you? So when we started our therapy journey together, it made me really realize that sometimes when I spoke to her and she's telling me that, hey, like, I don't want to be yelled at, right? I have to respect that. And, And that's something obviously now, like I've definitely changed, but my mom, you know, yelled at us growing up. And so yelling has just been a learned behavior. Instead of me fully properly communicating, when I used to get frustrated, I would just immediately yell. And I would immediately just just be loud, thinking that 
if I'm louder than you, if I'm cutting you off and I'm louder than you, I'm going to get my, get my, uh, my point across. And it wasn't even a matter of like me being angry. Uh, it more so was hurt. And I had an issue with navigating hurt because the person in front of me loved me. So why am I, you know, thinking that they're there, they don't, but I personally lack self-awareness and at the time I lacked accountability. And I think those things are very important. I was just having a conversation the other day when I was talking about like what I think uh, in the parenting world, what I think is important that your children have. And I think that your children should have accountability, integrity, and you should help them learn self-awareness. At an early age, you should help them learn self-awareness because there are adults my age, and I'm 36, who lacks self-awareness. I literally have had to cut off people out of my life because they lack self-awareness. And people that lack self-awareness are never, they're broken and they're toxic and they're never going to do right by anybody because they lack self-awareness. So, you know, if somebody is doing something where you're like, damn, like, you don't see that, you know, when you do this shit, like, it might be hurtful or when you do this, like, you know, how it might make me feel. But if that person does not listen to what you're saying and they come back with a response with, oh, well, you know, I don't like when you do this either. Yeah, yeah. that means that they lack self-awareness or when they come back and they're defensive or they're ready to just, you know, take this somewhere else. Will you just saying your feelings like that person lacks self-awareness? And I, I think, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's impossible to date somebody like that, but I think that it's not going to always bode well, because I remember it was times where, you know, Leslie used to tell me that, well, you know, she used to tell me that she didn't say anything. She didn't say stuff to me sometimes because she didn't know what my reaction was going to be like, you know, she didn't know like how I was going to take the conversation when sometimes, you know, she just would want to talk. And when I finally realized fully, like, you know, just like my behavior and like really started to become really aware of how I was making people feel, well, it made me feel, you know what I'm saying? Horrible, honestly. And so that's when I really started to be like, okay, like I don't want to, I don't want to, to do these things. I don't want to be a, you know, a yeller. I definitely don't want to be hurtful in my relationship because, you know, I want this to be my last relationship that I'm in. And yeah, so it was important for me to fix it. And that led to me just doing some deep diving in my soul, uh, unlearning behavior. And, and, and don't get me wrong, y'all like this shit takes time. I've been therapy for a really long time at this point. So the shit takes time, but I I totally believe in therapy because I believe if you really want to make changes in yourself, like you truly, truly do. And it could just be like me, like where you get to a point and you're just fucking tired. You know what I'm saying? And you want to, you want to do right. Like I wanted to be a good partner. And so, you know, that led me, and obviously I want to be a good friend. Like I wanted to be a good person. Right. And I knew that there were, there were things about me that like needed to change for sure. And so I think that when you want to be a good person, then you'll do everything that you can to make the effort to do it. And so that's what I started to do. Like I started to unlearn behaviors, really get to the root of what is, what is hurting me. Like, so when I feel this way, I feel this way because of what, right. And when you start really breaking down what it is, you know, it's amazing because it's probably some shit that happened in your ass 
when you were a kid. It's probably some shit that happened to you in prior relationships that you never gave the time to process and you never gave the time to heal from and you never gave the time to just move forward. So you carry all this shit, all this shit, and you keep carrying it over to the next person. And uh, and then, you know, this it starts coming out in different ways. Hurt can come out in so many different ways. And in my case, I think sometimes it would just come out. Like I would let things build, let things build. And I wasn't communicating, obviously. So like she probably didn't even know she was making me feel this way. And I will let things build, let things build. And then finally, like, it might be a moment that I just blow the fuck up. And those are things that obviously, like, I'm not proud of, you know, as far as, like, yelling. So, yeah, so those things I had to work on. And I would have never, I would have never, like, now, present day, I barely even raise my voice, right? But that's mainly from the standpoint of I... I got help. Like I had, I needed to fix the shit and it's, it was not something I could fix by myself. Cause I didn't even have the tools or know how to fix it myself. Right. So, so yeah. So I think that when you, when it's somebody in your life that touches you in some kind of way, and in this instance, it definitely was Leslie and it definitely was my child because I didn't want to one, I didn't, um, I didn't want to yell at him the way my mom yelled at me. And I didn't, I never wanted to make him feel bad in any kind of way, nor did I want Leslie to to feel bad. And so it was important to me to fix the shit, right? Because especially when you have, when you're an example to somebody and you have a child watching you and looking at the things you do and how you treat the other person and how um, you give love and how you communicate, all those things, if very much so are imprinted in them. And those are the things that they're going to carry with what is proper communication. And I never wanted to be a parent that was given um, improper uh, tools to my kid. So it was important for me as well in that aspect to, you know, fix it. I will say that in present day, yes, I'm 20 times better, but it's hard for me to be around people who lack self-awareness. And it's definitely hard to communicate with people that lack self-aware. And so it makes it really, really difficult. Like I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I was telling them, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I can barely be friends with people that lack self-awareness because it's just, it's hard. And I don't, and I don't know if I can, I can date somebody, right. That lacks self-aware because it's difficult. And the main thing that makes it, you know, difficult, like I said before, is that they're never going to understand how you feel. And so it's like you're going to because they're because they always are going to think about themselves and they're going to think about what they want to say and how they feel and what they think. And so it it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't work. And I think it's a shame when people can't take accountability for the things that they do. I mean, I I see grown people lie and they will lie to the fucking, to their damn grave about some shit that they know they did. You did it. And it's, and, 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 if, and it's okay because we all make mistakes, right? But when you lie and you can't even sit and be like, yeah, I did that. And I'm, and I'm sorry. Most times people, all they want from you is an apology, a genuine apology. Most times that's all they want. But when you do all the other shit in between, it's whack, you know? So I wanted to talk today about self-awareness and accountability, kind of give my talk of how um, I started to realize that I like self, self-awareness very much so. And it, it made me so much better in relationships and my friendships and relationships, my parenting, 
very much so. And I think also when you're a parent too, being a parent changes your life. You know, I, I told y'all that, but I also think too, when you're a parent, like when you actually see your kid doing the shit, it makes you, it made me hyper aware when I'm like, no, you're not going to be one of those people that can't take accountability, you know? So when it came to Leslie and I and, and our parents and we stressed accountability a lot, integrity, a lot, character, a lot to this day, but, but especially in the younger years where it was just like, listen, none of us is perfect. You make a mistake. It's okay, but you can't lie about it. You got to own the fucking mistake and just be like, you sorry, whatever you do something wrong. Okay, whatever. But when you lie and you're dishonest and out here just thinking we're stupid, well, that doesn't even make sense, you know, in general. So I think that that, that helped too with, you know, with myself, with how I might've made people feel and especially people in my past, you know, where, um, I know that I wasn't the best, you know, in relationships. And I can say present day that I'm 20 times better than what I used to be. But, um, you know, every day is still just a work in progress, but I love being, um, I love being, being the person that I am today. And I love, you know, being able to say that I'm good. You know, I love being kind and I love being able to have meaningful conversations in my relationship. And I think that that matters, right? You definitely don't want your partner to think I'm a walk on eggshells with saying something to you. Uh, that's never a good thing. And that's obviously not leading to good things in your relationship. So those are things that I had to work on and, um, and, and get, get help for, you know, instead of just making it seem like it's the other person, you know, sometimes it might actually be you. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so today I was just sharing, wanted to just have a brief little conversation on self-awareness and accountability. Uh, you know, you can always share your thoughts with me in regards to the episode, you know, where to find me. My social medias is on Instagram is, it's, it's at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast, Twitter, IJMT podcast, and you can catch me on Gmail and that's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. You can find the show streaming on most streaming platforms. Please follow, 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 leave a, leave a, a, a like rate the show, leave some feedback if you like. Um, like always, you know, I thank you guys so much for listening every week, but I thank you so much for listening to me, Karen. I appreciate you.